This episode is brought to you by Jersey Garbage Can Cleaners. Tired of plugging your nose when you take out the trash? Jersey Garbage Can Cleaners does the dirty work for you. Their convenient curbside service helps you eliminate foul odors, prevent pests, roaches, critters, and rodents, and removes harmful bacteria. And they do this all at a super affordable rate. Call them today to schedule your cleaning before the warm weather hits. Welcome back to this episode of That Westfield Podcast. This is Health and Wellness Month in January, and today we are joined by two of the owners of the Queen City Dispensary in Plainfield, Justin Singer and Jennifer Brandt. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Well, Great happy to be, to be here. here. Yeah, I am super pumped about this episode because uh, I think it's definitely a topic that a lot of people want to learn more about being uh, kind of newish in the rec game in New Jersey. What do you guys think? How's, how's it going so far? So far, so good. You know, we've uh, been open for business for a few months now and seeing, you know, solid week over week growth. People are very excited, right? It's, certain, it's still a new thing within, uh, within the state of New Jersey uh, and certainly within our, uh, our home area of Plainfield. So there's a lot of, you know, exploration, right, I think, for folks who are new entrants into the market as well as those who are seasoned cannabis <laughs> consumers, <laughs> right. but uh, so far so good. All right, so let's first jump into why Plainfield, give us your background about how that all came to be. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess I'll give my background, then I'll let Jennifer give uh, give hers. But uh, for me personally, uh, I'm an attorney by trade. Uh, me and my partner started our law firm eight years ago. Uh, it's called Feuerstein Kulik. Uh, we're now uh, 30 attorneys uh, based out of New York City, and we focus exclusively on the cannabis space. So we're full service to the cannabis industry. Uh, I'm the head of the firm's regulatory compliance and licensing group. So mm -hmm. my whole practice for the past eight years has been helping clients win licenses. And usually it's in highly competitive markets across the country. Um, and then consulting to help them actually get their businesses open and operational. Wow. Um, so you know your shit. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about we, when, uh, when it comes to cannabis. We've Got been it. in it for we've been in it for a minute, and that that helps in this industry because uh, you have to know that there's going to be bumps in the road along the way, totally. and it's been a two year journey to get here. But you know, Jennifer um, is my mother in law, and um, when you are in this industry, and people find out that you're in the, in the industry, invariably that becomes the topic of conversation mm -hmm. usually wherever you are. Uh, but Jennifer is always uh, very entrepreneurial and very interested in uh, in what I've been doing and always said to me, if there's an opportunity for me to get involved in the cannabis industry in New Jersey, when, when it comes to New Jersey, let me know because I want to be a part of it. Cool. And that's how the uh, that's how we came to be. There's a lot more to it than that, but <laughs> I'll, uh, Jennifer, why don't you maybe give some okay. of your background? Um, well, I am originally from Plainfield. I have was born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, so I grew up going to all the Plainfield schools, graduating from the high school, and Plainfield's a very interesting, unique place. People have a real affinity to it, and some of my best friends are still from Plainfield, and other people I know all, it's just a real connection. Right. Uh, so I also happen to be a lawyer, um, and I have my own practice, and I have an investor in different uh, industries, including the wine business. You know, we very were cool. part owner of a, of a vineyard for many years, and uh, I was always interested in doing this, and it was nice to see the legalization of marijuana after so many years, after so many bad outcomes for so many mm -hmm. people, especially something that's really kind of harmless and actually beneficial in so many ways. Right. So I jumped at the opportunity to get involved in this, and especially in a place like Plainfield, which really uh, is a very special place. 
Very cool. Yeah, and, and Plainfield actually has like a special designation with the state of New Jersey as a, a an impact zone, mm-hmm. which means that it's a uh, community that was identified by the state as being disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. So the state was trying to place an emphasis on creating new opportunities in this industry in impact zones like Plainfield. And so what attracted us to Plainfield, you know, to your, your initial question, one, obviously the historical ties through Jennifer and the, and the community to the fact that it was an impact zone and there was a preference on the state level for businesses being located in Plainfield. And then just from a strategic perspective, you know, every municipality in New Jersey had the option of deciding whether or not they wanted to opt in or opt out of the program. Mm -hmm. And 70% of all the towns in New Jersey opted out. So with only 30% of the towns in, that made the map very mm-hmm. interesting. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, Plainfield being one of those towns that opted in, most of the surrounding communities within a 15 to 20 minute radius mm-hmm. opted out. Mm-hmm. So to us, that meant that there was a great opportunity to site a business in Plainfield and capture a, a great market. Right. That's uh, that's pretty, pretty spot on there. I was uh, a medical user many years ago when it first came out and the program was so poorly run. And I, again, I'm sure, you know, there was tons of trying to figure things out, but I remember going to purchase um, cannabis and like, it would be like expired <laughs> you know? right, right. <laughs> and dry and just not good. And, and I was so into it at the time because I was h- trying to help like my MS symptoms and my glaucoma and I, you know, I would buy a particular strand uh, or strain in order to like help a certain thing. And I was always finding that it wasn't what I was uh, purchasing, right? So um, after visiting your place, I just have to say kudos to how you guys, number one, put that place together and the care and the effort that goes into how you select everything that you have in the store. You guys did a really nice job. It feels so homey and it doesn't feel (laughs) medical in a lot of ways or um, a lot of dispensaries, especially for someone who's not really in the game so much like it's very overwhelming you go in and you're like even though there's kiosks and people you like you're afraid to sometimes ask questions or you're not really sure where to start but your place just feels like so easy you walk in and you're like okay there's more than enough people to help me you could you have that cool like open kitchen uh concept set up in there so you could see in the back which is really cool so uh, what was some of your thought process behind how you guys developed that space yeah i mean all the things that you hit on is really what we were trying to accomplish because like you talked about your experience transitioning from the medical market into the adult use market and uh by and large a lot of the the uh operators of the medical dispensaries in new jersey were large what they call multi-state operators or msos mm-hmm. they're large corporations right and there's not a lot of warmth or feel to it it's just kind of more of like a, a corporate environment uh, with adult use you really had the opportunity to have a little bit more fun with it maybe not take yourself as seriously and try to be more authentic to the cannabis mm-hmm. community uh, and that's really what we were striving for. Uh, we wanted it to be authentic to Plainfield. Obviously, we adopted the name Queen City, which is, of course, awesome. the, the the nickname of the city of Plainfield. Um, so, you know, with that comes a certain responsibility that you want to be authentic and if you're going to represent uh, the city itself. So wanted it to be a place that is welcoming to the community, that you come in, you instantly just feel mm-hmm. comfortable really inviting environment, uh, great staff, knowledgeable staff, so right. important, can't understate the importance of that. <laughs> yeah, and also the the logo, um, besides Queen City, it's a neighborhood joint. Right. So the idea is it's really a community, it's a place where you go, uh, you meet people you know, it's that. friendly, happy, and it's a happy place, it's a happy business. It's, it definitely is. Jennifer, what was it like to, I mean, open the doors in a community that you grew up in and, and you've seen things change so much over the years. What, what, the, yeah, what did that feel like? It's amazing. I mean, Plainfield really had a very 
difficult period uh, back in the day, um, the days of writing, the days of racism, the days when when I was in high school, which I'm not going to tell you when it was many moons ago, uh, we had to have go through metal detectors and have photo IDs mm. back then. And it's really had a great resurgence. So it's really nice to see that. And the space that we own, uh, the building, we bought it from a preschool. But prior to that, it had been a landmark in Plainfield, which was a, uh, a, a delicatessen, Larry's Deli. Oh, yeah. Very famous place. People all over the state of New Jersey would come there. So it was really very nice. And I used to go there as a child. So it was very nice to be in that kind of a space as well. So it was nice to see, you know, Plainfield rebuilding itself, bringing something back to the community that had offered all of us so much. Yeah, I love that. I uh, I grew up in Newark and, you know, every decade or so you're kind of waiting for something to like really make an impact and start to change mm-hmm. things. And it, it usually comes from the people who grew up there and people who live there that come back and, and make the difference. So I think that's that's really great that you guys did that. It really is like that continuity to it, especially as Jennifer mentioned with the building being the former delicatessen. And then after that, it was the, the preschool. Um, and there is that straight through line where, you know, the, the director of the preschool is now one of our uh, general managers in the store. <laughs> um, and, you know, because she's so connected within the community and wa- and saw this as a new opportunity in the Very cannabis cool. industry. Um, and then when we were there for the ribbon cutting, the, the former owners of the delicatessen were there to congratulate us. So it's a, it was a nice sort of mm-hmm. passing of the baton and having, uh, you know, the full support of the community. I love that. And yeah, it was, it's funny because when I first saw you guys open, I really wasn't sure what to expect. I was like, I figured it would, it would do well, but being in there, I mean, it was just like a line like just constant like in 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 and out it was like very uh efficient yeah. <laughs> which i appreciate as a business owner so For it was sure. really cool to see and uh, again thank you thank you for my new hoodie that's oh very of course yeah it's our pleasure get some good. swag i'll make yeah. sure you guys get some uh, <laughs> podcast t-shirts before you go here but um so what's yeah well, talk to me about job creation in the state i'm sure you guys have a lot of uh, background info on that because i think it's something people definitely wonder about for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big focuses of the state in creating this industry is, you know, economic development and work- workforce development opportunities. So, you know, we have 30 employees at the store, a um, mix of part time and full time. Um, and there's a, a big emphasis on hiring locally. So mm-hmm. the overwhelming percentage of our uh, of our employees are from the community in Plainfield. And to us that, you know, that's uh, that's what it's all about. Right. And so, you know, offering really competitive wages, full benefits. Um, it's not just like your typical retail job. There's also the opportunity for advancement within the industry, because you know, one of the things that I love about the cannabis industry is that by and large, um, everybody that's in it was doing something else before they came to this industry right. because it is so new. So you have this great mm-hmm. uh, melting pot of different people and different backgrounds and different experiences. Um, and then there's great opportunities to learn in advance within the organization. So we're constantly pr- promoting from within. And then there's folks that, you know, have entrepreneurial designs of their own. Maybe they want to open up their own dispensary one mm. day, get involved. And we've seen people who, you know, sort of use us as a, uh, as a training ground to mm-hmm. get a, a base of knowledge and then go off and do their thing. And we're fully supportive. Right, of that. right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I got to grow. Right. Yeah. So what can someone expect when they walk into a dispensary? And I think it, what I want to do here is like dispel confusion for people. Right. Um, say someone is curious, maybe they're having trouble sleeping or they have chronic pain and an old injury. Um, how can people come in and what is the, the best way for them to find out more information and get the benefits from you guys? 
Sure. Yeah. Well, um, you know, in terms of the preconceived notions that some folks may have, who have never been to a dispensary before. Um, you know, a lot of people go into it thinking, am I walking into like a, a head shop <laughs> in the village back in <laughs> right. the 70s? Right. Um, and it's not really that. No, look, there are some that want to model themselves that way. That's not mm -hmm. the way that we've done it. Um, but, um, you know, there's it's a very sort of clean professional environment, right? There's a, I think the one thing that people find is they're uh, sometimes floored and overwhelmed by the amount of choices that they have, right? <laughs> There's flour, which is what most people are mm -hmm. used to uh, in the legacy uh, cannabis market. And then there's pre-rolls that come in, you know, packs of pre-rolled joints. Uh, there's vape cartridges, there's tinctures, there's edibles and all different kinds of edibles. There's concentrates. Um, so that gets to be, uh, gets to become a little overwhelming for folks. Mm -hmm. So that's why I mentioned, you know, education and the bud tender experience. Those are, you know, the sales associates that are on the floor and behind the cash registers are uh, vitally important. They are sort of the, the first line of education to consumers. So when somebody walks in, you're immediately greeted by a bud tender who will walk you through the menu. But first, try to get to know you. What is it? Right. What's your uh, history with cannabis? Uh, what is it that you're looking for in terms of the type of experience that you want to have? And then can direct you into uh, different suggestions about different products and uh, to sort of meet the type of experience that you're looking for. Yeah, we when we had our opening, we invited, uh, you know, friends and family and a whole swath of professions who came in and some people had never been exposed to it. They didn't know anything about it, but they were interested in the what I would say the medicinal qualities. I say, I don't want to get high. I just want to sleep better. I, I need something for anxiety. I need something, you know, for my glaucoma. I need something for my appetite. You know, fortunately or unfortunately, that's never been a problem for me. I usually <laughs> I want something that, you know, keep the appetite from growing. Um, but it's also something that's, it's multi-generational, which mm -hmm. is really f quite right. fascinating. Um, you know, mostly a lot of young people, but one of the biggest segments of the cannabis industry is the baby boomers mm -hmm. and seniors, <laughs> you know, some of whom are seniors. Um, and so they, you know, some have used it in the past in a different way, different, completely different product. And some really haven't, and they want to do it. They don't want to be on their prescription meds. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take sleeping pills or, or other things. So they're finding it really very helpful, very soothing, um, and a positive experience. It's really funny you say it's uh, multi-generational. Um, my mom may kill me for saying this, but one time uh, we, she, I, I rolled a joint for her when we were on vacation and she said, that's the shittiest joint I've ever seen in my life. And she rolled one and I was like, okay, I guess this is a thing now. It was a very great bonding moment for us at the time. I was like 20 or something. But um, so when it comes to the medicinal stuff, like I've been a huge like CBD advocate for years and um, even with cannabis, like people don't understand how powerful it can be. And so I lost the majority of my vision as a kid from glaucoma. And there have been times where I've smoked certain strains and I wish I had the rhyme or reason to know which was which, but like my vision came back. So I was able to sit and, uh, and I'm assuming it's something to do with like inflammation coming down or opening up the capillaries in the back of my eye that allowed for just more vision. And it was wild. Like it's happened five or six times over the years. And um, if I could figure that out, maybe we'll have to do a trial. I'll just yeah, right. <laughs> come and uh, do some taste testing and figure out what it is. But, uh, and that's, I mean, just one story of probably thousands you guys have heard. 
So what's uh, do you have like a, a good story of someone having a, well, a great I mean, that's experience? The, I mean, that's the type of story that you hear every day, right? And one of the, th- the important things is that you hit on it, that uh, there's a lack of research right now. Because mm-hmm. cannabis is still federally illegal, there haven't been the types of clinical trials that we, you would typically see um, for, for other types of products like this. Um, but there is now a growing body of anecdotal evidence, just like you mentioned, um, and people are realizing that it's not just, you know, indica or sativa or a hybrid, that there's so much else going on in terms of the different cannabinoids. You mentioned mm-hmm. CBD, but there's also CBG and CBB mm-hmm. and CBN, and they all have different effects, and they all work together in different ways. They call it like the, the entourage, entourage effect. effect right? Exactly. <laughs> it's good that we set it together for the entourage Ooh. effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's becoming really important, and it's still not fully understood. So there needs to be a lot more research uh, around that. But um, but that's you know you're starting to see a lot more products come into the market that are a lot more targeted to things like sleep. Right, uh, CBN is one of those uh, can, uh, cannabinoids that people have identified as being really helpful for people who are having sleep issues. Um, so that's the that's the exciting stuff in the marketplace as you start to see more and more happen. It's when I found out that we have an endocannabinoid system in our body, that was like a game changer. (laughs) You're like, your body does what? All the receptors are in the uterus for a woman. It's like, really like that. That's super fascinating. And then it kind of all starts to make sense as, as far as like why things help so much. Right. Uh, I mean, like when it came to cramps, like it was a game changer. Right. And uh, obviously better than taking tons of Advil and Tylenol. So um, with the program changing so much in New Jersey, because I, I like to think we are farther behind, than, <laughs> way sure. farther behind than most other states, uh, what are some things coming down uh, the line for 2024 that's going to be exciting for people here? Yeah, look, I'd say the most uh, exciting thing in New Jersey is um, the, uh, the updated rules with respect to edibles. Um, for uh, the longest time in New Jersey, you know, like you mentioned, it was a medical program. And then when they converted to adult use, they didn't really update the regulations uh, to make it more consistent with adult use markets that people are used to in California, Colorado, Massachusetts. So the, the edibles category is still pretty restricted to what they were calling a soft lozenges, which right. essentially was just a gummy. <laughs> uh, but uh, they call it a soft lozenge to kind of shoehorn it in under the regulations. But they, uh, they just passed a bill that is now opening up the edibles category. So you'll see more traditional, uh, more traditional form factors like baked goods and mm. true gummies and beverages, things like that, chocolates. Um, and so I think that's something that has folks really excited. And that's actually bringing in a lot of uh, out-of-state brands mm-hmm. into the market, which I think is going to be great for some diversification. Uh, in the marketplace, plus homegrown brands, right, that have been waiting nice. for this opportunity and uh, to bring their brands to market. Yeah, people don't understand all the restrictions you guys have, and uh, you know, any op- operator in the state. And people are always just so frustrated online and saying, I, "I can't get this. I have to drive out of state for that." And it's like, it's not your guys' fault. Right? Right. <laughs> it's not like you don't want to have a lot of great products and and different different categories of stuff. It's just a little bit slower moving here. And and probably the the biggest headache that we have to deal with, just in terms of consumer education, is they say, "Well, you." You know, I went to this smoke shop and they had this oh, no. product, right? <laughs> and, you know, these are unlicensed dispensaries. And if you go to New York City right now, they're on every street yep. corner. Uh, and they're bringing in product from out of state or a mm-hmm. product that's made in somebody's bathtub. Uh, it's not third party tested right. and you don't know what's in it. Uh, but the consumer doesn't really necessarily understand the mm-hmm. nuance to that. So that's a big part of the education process that goes on. So 
we have had experiences where people come in and say, well, wait, I went to this uh, gas station and they were selling <laughs> brownies. How come you guys don't sell brownies? It's like, well, you know, we're getting there, but we want to do it in a regulated uh, fashion where you know exactly what you're getting <laughs> and, you know, tell us what your experience was when you ate that brownie and that have is, a conversation. Yeah, right. That's like, you know, would you eat gas, gas station sushi <laughs> or you know, like gas station weed brownie? I will pass on both. Thank you very much. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on like Delta eight and uh, some of these alternatives that were kind of floating around the market? Cause I've only honestly heard mostly bad things about them. Um, and has that affected the business at all? Or do people come and ask for them? Like what's, what's the deal with that? Yeah, no, people don't ask for that so much in the dispensary. They understand that is mostly something that you will find at the gas station right. or something else. And you know, <laughs> Delta eight is usually, uh, means that it's hemp derived, right? There's mm -hmm. a sort of a loophole in the 2018 farm bill, which legalized hemp and you can extract cannabinoids out of uh, hemp. And that's how people are putting out these products that, you know, you can go online and you can order it. But by and large, most people say that uh, the experience with Delta A products is not the same as mm -hmm. the experience with <laughs> cannabis. Uh, they don't typically enjoy it. It's kind of like a cheap high, mm -hmm. um, but it's not that same experience that you would get through traditional cannabis. So look, there's a place for it in the market. Some, is there? Some folks, <laughs> some folks, look, I, you know, I know. Uh, I'll say people can, can find whatever they want. It hasn't been an impact on, on our business. And I think it's one of those things that uh, as the market begins to mature, I think you saw the same thing in the CBD market. Once mm -hmm. CB, CBD, isn't something that people knew about uh, just a few years ago. Then there was an explosion of CBD brands out there and they're putting CBD in everything. It's like, right. you know, guys, you don't need to put CBD in ketchup <laughs> or toothpaste, right? Like, you know, like, there's, a, there's a limit That's to really this funny. stuff. But uh, a lot of those brands have just like uh, fallen away and now it's getting a little bit more uh, concentrated. So I think you'll see the same thing with Delta 8 and other products. Like cool. Um, I heard delivery is also opening up in New Jersey too. Is that true? That is true. Uh, and that is something that we're going to be implementing uh, at Queen City as well. So we're very excited about that. Um, look, I think New Jersey is a perfect state to implement delivery. It's something that, you know, on the law firm side, we've had many clients uh, in the cannabis delivery space. It's a very challenging space to, to run a profitable delivery business. Mm -hmm. A lot of those companies were cutting their teeth in California, where you can imagine in a state the size of California, it's very right. hard to run a profitable business. And we had clients that essentially were just losing money on every single mm -hmm. delivery they make. Makes New sense. New Jersey, right, is a much smaller state and densely populated, so uh, delivery makes a lot more sense here. Um, so, you know, we are uh, we are dipping our toe into the delivery market and very excited about that. Jennifer, maybe you figure out how to partner with like Uber Eats. <laughs> and then well, you just, get uh, double down, you pick right? up, our, you know, the, uh, the goodies at our store and then right. you get other goodies to be delivered <laughs> when you're hungry. And some of your wine, maybe <laughs> just make wine. a whole care package yeah. and then you're good to go. That would be really convenient. Um, so yeah, what, do you guys plan on opening any more locations or is that, uh, is this your baby for now and you're just going to continue to do the other work that you guys do? Yeah. I mean, we, we do have, uh, other locations that we are, uh, looking at opening and that are in the pipeline for, uh, the beginning of next year. There's very a project cool. in Bootin, um, and others, uh, on the horizon that we're, uh, very excited about. Uh, but you know, for us, it's, uh, we're not uh, a big, you know, MSO. These are right. just like small independent projects doing it with friends and family That's and uh, making it, you know, authentic to our home state. Very nice. And what advice do you have for anybody who wants to kind of break into the industry? Young, old, doesn't matter. What should, what should everybody <laughs> think about doing? Um, develop some thick skin. <laughs> um, be patient. Be patient. 
Uh, you know, it was a two-year process to get this off the ground. And that was a two-year process from, you know, uh, folks that have been in the industry for a very long time and Wild. know what we're doing, right? It's a, everything is harder in cannabis because of the federal illegality. So, um, between you know, it's one of the most highly regulated industries in the country, maybe behind, you know, nuclear weapons. <laughs> uh, but, you know, raising money in the cannabis industry is, is difficult. None of the traditional uh, resources are available. Um, like, you know, if you, you can't use ADP to process your payroll because they won't work with mm -hmm. cannabis companies. Um, and other traditional vendors don't work with cannabis Even companies. getting a mortgage. You know, you right. can't go to regular, right. or even the kind of bank you use. Yep, yep. So there's a whole cottage industry that's sprouted up just to support cannabis. Um, and so it's good to, you know, develop those connections. So that's, you know, in terms of advice, develop a thick skin <laughs> and get out there. Go to conferences, get to mm -hmm. meet people, get to understand the cannabis ecosystem. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, unsavory actors out there <laughs> yeah. as well in a new yep. industry, a lot of pretenders. So mm -hmm. uh, try to get a good footing for, you know, who are the good people to work with. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's a pretty small community. Very cool. And if anybody was thinking about taking that journey, they could obviously get in touch with you for your uh, expertise, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Always happy Definitely. to help. Very nice. And so where can people find you? Give, give them your websites. I, I couldn't find your Instagram. Do you guys have one? Oh, we do. Yeah, we'll oh. have to oh, okay. fix that. I, I cannot yeah, find I it. I think our handle is at uh, QueenCityNJ. The, okay. the website is www.QueenCityNJ.com. We're located at 1353 South Avenue in Plainfield. Right near the uh, Dairy Queen over there in the apartment yeah, right buildings. Next to Straight the Dairy shot. Queen. You yes. can't you can't miss it. Donna at the Dairy Queen is very happy with our uh, being I'm neighbors. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> See community building each other up. That's all that exactly. is. Exactly. And it's awesome. a great location because it, other areas nearby Fanwood, Westfield will never probably uh, opt in. Right. So we really have a great community besides Plainfield. And we're totally. cl close to Route 22, close to Terrell Road. So the location is really good. Nobody wants to go to those places out on 22. I mean, like, no offense, guys, but like, they're, they're a little gross. They're not as clean. They're very overwhelming. They're not as nice. Your place is like just above and beyond any other experience I've had uh, in a very long time. So. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank it's because you. You, you guys know what you're doing, just like with, with anything else, right? Um, when I opened a restaurant, I had no idea what I was doing, and it took a little while <laughs> to right, figure it exactly. out, but it got there eventually. Versus if I was, you know, Gordon Ramsay, I know how to open up a restaurant already. So there's definitely uh, something to be said for just you know having the expertise and having again the thick skin and the knowledge and bringing it to life. So I appreciate you guys doing that. So. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us the story. And uh, if you got any last words for anybody. No, I no. mean, it's our pleasure being here. Go smoke here. weed. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. like, oh, it's okay. Just no, tell we're here. Come <laughs> find us. We're, we're uh, looking forward to serving you. Oh, what are your hours real, real quick? Uh, hours. Uh, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and Sunday. Don't quote me on this. I believe it's 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Those are good hours. They are good hours. Yeah. And that's, you know, we want to be able to uh, serve all of our customers. Some people work different hours. We can hours. bake hours. I exactly. Like you know, we have this huge apartment <laughs> complex right across the street. And those are by and large the ones that are like, oh, I got 15 minutes to the store closed. So I'm going to go Right, around, right. Absolutely. I love it. All right, guys. Thanks again so much. Thank appreciate you. you. And so I look Pleasure forward to watching you guys uh, explode in 2024. I appreciate Hopefully it. Not. Thanks for having us. Thank Physically you. Explode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, <so much. laughs>